Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. Along here with the beautiful Kimberly Rose. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ed. (laughs) All right. That uh, concludes our introductions today. Yeah, sorry. I stepped in too quickly. Today's show, we're talking about CBD for other pets and livestock, like horses and farm animals and livestock for all kinds of reasons. Right? There is a extremely large community of those who manage and handle those. I mean, you have horses that are recreational, horses that are for, for uh, work use, horses right. that are you know, competitive and professional. I, this just, right? So that's just horses. Yeah. And you can say the exact same thing and go across so many other different animals. Yeah. You know, cattle and... And, oh, my goodness, chicken, all of it, right? There's such a large audience, and they are all feeling the same way. Hey, wait a minute. There's this inexpensive and possibly less impactful alternative to some of the things that we've been fighting with. All natural. Yeah. All those good things. So they're all all excited. Mm Mm-hmm. But much like everything else, the movement is slow. Yeah, I know that we d- I can't remember what the show was called way back when. Maybe it was just the story of hemp or something. But um, I thought we were saying that they were using it for cattle and pigs and yeah. to keep them calm. And That is correct. That is correct. Uh, there are lots of show uh, demonstrations of that being used. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, what you will find is regulating bodies that we'll get to kind of still have a little bit of control or influence, so it's not widely used. Right. And then, I I, I mean, the reality is, is there's still such a big gap in research. Uh, Well, you think, you know, the research on humans is low. The research out there for that segment is extremely small. Yeah. Yeah. And it's growing, but it's growing in little areas like the uh, the uh, the horses. Uh, that's the, the equine is getting a lot of attention. Yeah, that's what I. That was one of my questions. Was like the race horses and those horses that are constantly under physical dress. Yeah. Um, as an anti-inflammatory, all natural anti-inflammatory. Yeah. That's just got to be. So wonderful. Well, you know, I kind of smiled when I was reading through all of the clinical studies I could get my hands on and all the reviews and the published papers. And and my first observation was, wow, how many were done in the equine area? Uh, And me being, uh, I grew up with horses. The one thing, so you went directly to racehorses thinking, wow, money. But I don't think that's the driving fact. Mm-hmm. I think women in general being nurturing 
and women in general being the largest owners of horses are willing to go are are desiring to go down here to go down this path yeah a lot right right i think that's your largest group that's driving this forward mm -hmm. and i think that uh from what we've we've learned through just cbd with pets that they don't have to ingest it they can't you can put it on topically and it gives good benefits there also. Right. Now, but there is a, there's a difference in all these different types of animals. Yeah. Like, you know, the hair. Everything. Yeah. Oh, well, how many yeah. receptors are in the skin oh, that, from a yeah. horse to a dog? Mm -hmm. the, the 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 metabolite me, me, metabolizing rate. Uh, all of it. There's so many things that you'll see. Yeah, I remember one of the conclusions is it's a sticky situation. Yeah. And without clinical studies, everybody's like, oh, man. Right. I, I have a recollection that, it, and it's been years since I've had a customer come in that was a horse owner yep. and ask me questions. And uh, I, I do was, I, we go by weight, right? right. And humans. And that's your dose. Even in dogs, it's not um, bad. So yeah. I, I told her, I said, I don't, I don't even know how much CBD you would need for a horse. I'll and share. it turns out you don't need it as much as I, I know, thought. So right? And it'll make sense on the why, too. Yeah. Yeah, once I read through that, I went, okay, okay, right. that makes sense. So it is important to know um, the ECS system of yeah. the animal that you want to use the CBD on. Because even though we're similar, yeah. we're not similar. Yeah, and let's start the conversation off with the ECS system that Kimberly is referring to is in all mammalians. Right. Okay, it is not, they just discovered it in humans. But once they made that discovery, they went, oh, bingo, it's in all mammalians. So the ECS system, which is comprised of, of cannabinoids, receptors, uh, that's the, that those that's in every mammalian on the planet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. So I first want to discuss this. There were two very well claimed veterinarians. You know, lots of letters behind their names. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two of them. Uh, I can say it. it's it's uh, Georgia Della Roca and Alessandra De Salvo. Anyway, they. Uh, published a paper uh, July 2020 and I just wanted to share some of their thoughts um, CBD can, or cannabis contains 500 chemical compound, compounds such as and all they're doing is they're just starting off their abstract to this p paper they published to, to demonstrate they understand what cannabis is about. So they said, you know, it includes phytocannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, amino acids, fatty acids, vitamins, macro and micro elements. Mm -hmm. uh, and when utilized as a food source, this is cannabis, this is hemp. Mm -hmm. When utilized as a food source, hemp shows excellent nutritional and health promoting properties, mainly due to the high content and polyunsaturated fatty acids, as well as the phenolic compounds, which by the way, phenolic compounds include cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
which seem to be effective in the prevention of common diseases such as gastrointestinal disorder, neurodegenerative disease, cancer, and others. Moreover, hemp oil and other oils like olive oil and MCT, enriched in CBD as well as extracts from hemp dried flour, are authorized in some countries for therapeutic purposes as second choice approach when conventional therapies have failed for a certain number of clinical conditions such as pain, inflammation, epilepsy, anxiety disorder, nausea, anorexia, among others. The present reviews, the present review will synthesize the beneficial properties of hemp and hemp derivatives in animal nutrition and therapeutics. That was their abstract for this long paper that they wrote. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also want to share their thought here. It is the author's hope that the appropriate clinical trials may be conducted in the near future to confirm the effectiveness of cannabis and all those pathology pathology pathologies <laughs> for which it could be pharmacologically useful moreover also the lack of work that investigates the effect of cannabis on animal welfare is intensive animal farming or industrial livestock production should also be fulfilled so here we have uh, two Two very uh, well-known, well-known veterinarians. Yeah, yeah, vet, yeah, veterinarian doctors out here that are again making a plea. Uh, please open the door for studies to be done. Yeah, I and mean, you we will know. probably find this message a lot today. Yeah, they're all begging. Hey, so whatever's holding it back, they are all aware it's being held back. All right, let's keep going. So, also published in the January-February edition, uh, January-February of 2021, so this year, uh, in the magazine called Hobby Farms. Uh, And it states, another challenge with CBD and any of its unapproved medical compounds, unregulated manufacturing, also offering uh, offering companies, can require different considerations we don't know what so-called therapeutic doses of CBD for livestock would entail. Some with constituents, a, some might even consider toxic doses to be a concern. A large array of vital questions still remain unanswered when it comes to CBD potential use in livestock, such as. Now, the reason I brought this up is because it'll make sense to everybody, all listeners. Could sheep or goats be more sensitive to it? Right? Yeah. Because Wouldn't that be, uh, you just, you know, what about, what about, you know, chickens? What about, you know, what, what don't we know yet? Right. Because we single, there's not a single study on a goat. We figured out <laughs> the ECS system for the most part for humans, that's been figured out. Right. But again, each individual animal, um, yeah. How about this? Does the age of the animal have an impact on its safety? How about what about its safety in pregnant animals? And then larger animals presumably require larger doses, right? And that's how he ends it. Like, 
So, wow, a lot right? Of questions so, that group of users is so large, as we had talked about earlier, mm -hmm. they're all just sitting back going, no clue. I guess I will just wait for my animal to come up in the, the clinical studies. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, that's what I'm wondering. Like, so if you are a farmer of cows and goats right. and all those things, how do you find out uh, what receptors your animal has? Yeah, right. Does, yeah. Is there even, yeah. is, has the veterinarian community even tried to figure that out? And so, remember, they were just released last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's still in this, the, see, uh, cannabinoid or ca cannabis is still in this gray area. Yeah, and you can't really tell a farmer just start low and see how the animal does because you're not really sure, I mean, you, and an animal can't let you know. Yep. Dude, wait, wait, I feel great. Stop there. That's my dose. Huh. All right. Now, so uh, Equine Magazine, Wellness Magazine uh, published an article that I also want to share some pieces to it. Uh, and the first part, it helps a little bit to understand the weight question we had earlier. Mm -hmm. You remember with the horse being so much bigger. I mean, there's feline, there's a little, cat, little kitty cat, and then there's an elephant. You right. would probably assume the cat would get the least, and as you move up to the elephant, you'd have to like macro. You'd have to like macro dose the hell out of them. Yeah, you'd have to just give them large doses. But um, let me read it. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah, let me read it. I had a question, but I don't remember now. Oh, I'm sorry. If <laughs> no, I go distracted ahead. Distracted you from your question? Yes, if you remember, just yeah. raise, raise your hand, would you please? I will. Thank you. All right, a healthy cat's rate heart. What do you think it would be? Uh, 150 a cat to 200 a, beats per yeah, minute. Yeah, I was going to say it's pretty high. pretty high. An adult human's heart rate, 70 to 80 beats per minute. And a typical equine heart's rate is 30 to 35 beats per minute. Okay. Give thought to that. With the, so what that's saying is a horse also has a very slow metabolism. Mm -hmm. And so with that slower metabolism, a horse can operate more efficiently and use less energy to get around. This means that by weight dosage does not work. Does not pertain. It is no. far lower for a horse. A as an example, uh, in, in this I'm reading right from there. For, as an example, while the CBD dose for easing anxiety in dogs is about... 0.1 milligram per kilogram body weight. So if your dog weighs uh, 30 pounds, so you're you know you're at 0.3 milligrams. Okay. Um, or research has shown that a dose of only 25 milligrams of full spectrum CBD oil rubbed into that. What do you think they put the CBD oil? Oh well, I read this. Uh, the gums. I know what I, that is. Such a great. It's so accessible. Yeah. It is so accessible. I I, I've never mother, tried to stick my hand in the mouse's the horse's mouth. They let you do that. I think my mother would rub the horse's gums on a regular basis just for good dental hygiene. Oh. Okay. Right. Okay. And yeah, they, it's extremely accessible, and I I don't remember any horses not enjoying it. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Or maybe because they got an apple afterwards. I, right. It's possible. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so uh, let me go back to that. Um, CBD rubbed into the gums helps similar issues in horses. 
which works out to be only about 0 0.05 milligrams per kilogram. This means that using CBD can be surprisingly affordable when helping soothe a horse's nervous system. Hmm. Not what everybody thought. Right. Everybody went, oh, well, okay, so it's going to be expensive. So inexpensive. So so they could take a... a Half a drop or a, a small amount. Right. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Now, this article goes on to make some claims, to make some suggestions to their readers. One is, don't even consider a product that is not using good manufacturing practices. Right. Or does not have a third-party lab certificate of analysis available for every batch. Right. All right. And it goes on to say good products can be made using either ethanol or CO2 extraction. Now, I think today we know CO2 extraction is better. It does say, however, beware of poor quality or incomplete extraction. Full-spectrum CBD oil should have a light herbal aroma and flavor and not taste like chemical residues. Mm-hmm. It says for horses, look for high-potency products between 20 milligrams per milliliter up to 60 milligrams per liter. You know what those are, right? So that sounds like you would get a product. Uh, it would be a full spectrum in a 30 mil bottle. It's a tincture oil. And on the bottle, it might say 500 milligrams in the entire bottle. That would get you close to the 20 milligrams per liter, per, yeah. per milliliter. And the 60 gram per milliliter will be a little bit more like the 1500 or somewhere around that number okay now do they suggest just like with humans and dogs or animal other animals um if the condition is a little more severe you would use a little more cbd yeah they, they had that a little bit further in on okay. this let me try to process it was a lot a lot of i, I took a lot of notes from this gotcha. article because it was quite good uh let's see here And it goes on to just you know, explain what we just explained on how to, uh, how to do it. Uh, now, higher potencies uh, for conditions that are a little bit tougher, you know, like the anxiety is much higher or the inflammation is bigger or, right? So those, you may have to, exp they suggest you may experiment to find the sweet spot. And where is the sweet spot? Just enough to cure or treat the symptom. Mm -hmm. and not so much that your purse, your pocketbook hurts. Yeah. That's all. So That's I, all they suggest. And there's, you know, different ways of doing that. You can, I spread, I like to spread small doses out. Yeah. And again, I'll get to that. Gotcha. So as you can see, yeah, the, the, lots of, uh, so now, um, now why are they suggesting higher, a little higher concentration? Uh, like an average bottle of 1,500 full spectrum CBD goes for, you know, what, 170 bucks? It's something like that, 150 yeah, some, bucks. 150 bucks? Yeah. But the reality is, is if you're rubbing it on the gum, you don't need so much. Right. So I'm pretty sure horses, if you know, man, they'll be flapping those gums, those lips of theirs, and CBD oil going everywhere. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> right? So you want it to be... Yeah, so if you're going to rub it into the gum, you don't really want to have to, you know do more than you can rub in your fingers. You or definitely don't want to waste it. Quickly rub it around. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. 
So let's uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. They, they also cite a study conducted by Dr. Rob Silver on the one of the leading veterinarians uh, and a cannabis expert in the U.S. and was found that 50 milligram doses were more reliable, effective for severe lameness, mild to moderate acute laminitis, and equine metabolic syndrome. Surprisingly, although most CBD products are recommended for twice daily doses, some horse owners uh, could only get them once a day, and they still responded well. Okay. All right. So, you know, and then he had another section of this, and he says, well, not impressed with your CBD results? And they go on to make suggestions, since nobody's out there teaching these pet owners, or these these horse owners mm-hmm. what to do with CBD. Again, our first stab at this was wrong. Right. Oh my God, they're gonna need they're gonna need like thousands of milligrams, right? So they went in and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, again, they're suggesting that the administration through the gums is the best. Uh, I, I would go on to read this, but it is right there. It says, you know, you will get 80% of the product. If you put it through the gums, if you put it as a food additive, you will lose up to 80%. Oh, really? Their digestion? That, yeah, they're digestive because it's so slow. You will lose a lot of that. Okay. okay. So it, then it's just like humans then sublingually through the mouth is the but best. But even way. our digestive system is a much quicker. Yeah. Right. So we're not going to lose as much. Right. So they literally said, okay, that's fine if you choose to do a food additive then eight times more oh i see all right so whatever you're going to do multiply it times eight well actually they said five to eight times more okay okay which i think is even better uh is the dose correct they're they're offering and it says you know high quality cbd appropriately dosed should take an effect it should be in effect in about 15 minutes if it's not then your dose is off or you're buying, your, your quality of CBD product is not there. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. And by the way, you're, you're not waiting weeks or months. Literally, day one, day two. That's when these results are to happen. Yeah. So if you are considering this, you do not have to wait. No. All right? It happens fairly, fairly quick. And they even cite clinical trials have shown that horses seem to respond well to 20 milligrams to 30 milligrams for behavior and anxiety problems, and 50 milligrams to 60 milligrams for pain issues. Okay? Yep. All right. Uh, and they also suggest there's some variability. Some find that once daily was good, and some find that twice daily was good. Okay. Uh, hey, they also had a, hey, well, maybe your issue is, maybe you're doing an isolate, and maybe you should try a full spectrum, or vice versa. All right, so... Uh, then they, they, they go on to say here, there is a place for both in phar- pharmacopoeia. Full-spectrum advocates appreciate the entourage effect of having multiple cannabinoids and terpenes. And there is some early evidence that full-spectrum products may be more effective when very high doses are needed. However, very little is known about the actual benefits of many of the lesser-known cannabinoids. You know, the CBGs and the CBNs and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, which occur in much lower amounts. A CBD isolate product can be compounded with other oils, like MCT oil or other olive oils, uh, and can be done more precisely when they're added to an oil. Uh, Let's see here. 
Now, uh, let's keep, uh, uh, see what we know. And then they go on and cite a bunch of studies, but we're going to go into these studies uh, ourselves. Uh, let's see, what is that the end of this thing? You know what, let's read their take-home message. Okay. All right, so the, the reported doctor that uh, participated in this, uh, named Contino, believes CBD has potential in the equine industry. More than just a last-ditch effort once all other treatments have failed. Mm-hmm. Our lack of data does not negate the potential of CBD as a therapeutic medication and or the importance of research into its efficacy and safety, she says. In fact, she and her colleagues from CSU are in the process of starting a pharmacodynamic elimination and safety study of CBD in horses. And this was, again, posted uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, and I know activities like that take a little while. Yeah. So I expect we'll probably not see something from that until sometime next year. I think that's all great news. Well, we always love any type of research that's being done uh, because there's just so much. It's so promising. Yeah. There's really not. Has there ever been real negative? I mean, there's been some studies that have proven maybe it CB doesn't help with all things. <laughs> well, no, I like <laughs> the direction. But you were going in a direction. And let me see if I can point that in a direction. Uh, so. Every once in a while, something shows up that has negative. Yeah. And I think the first one was, oh, my God, cannabis passes through the mother's milk. Right. And then that kind of got debunked. And then, oh, my God, uh, cannabis or CBD use uh, can affect your liver negatively. That kind of got debunked. Yes. So I know things... I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're just reaching, but, yes, there has been some negative reported studies that had came out, but so far they've kind of been negated. Well, and Unless yeah. I'm missing something. I mean, I don't know if it's so much negative, but it just says, no, it doesn't help with that condition. And, and by the way, uh, listeners, I am not, I, I am purposely excluding anything that is corrupt manufacturing process. Right. Right. Anybody that's not doing their job when they are producing this product for human or animal consumption. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not talking about those. Right. I'm, I'm only talking about any of the uh, negative effects from a quality product use. Right. Used correctly and so forth and so on. Okay. Yeah. This one, make that clear. I mean, I know we're at the end of the half hour, um, <gasps> but... Already? I know. I do have... I, I asked you this earlier. Okay. Well, yeah. And I know... I, I heard your... I, th I think I heard your response. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um... So there is no chatter or any little chatter out there um, wondering if it's okay to, um, I mean, cows and goats, I guess, for the most part, also chickens yeah. w are a large source of our, our food. Is it good to give those animals CBD? Because and then it passes through us. And then it'll go to us. Right. So nothing out there. No chatter on that yet. Nothing. Right. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a CBD burger. Yeah. So <laughs> I... Not, not after the burger, but oh, it's I in get it. the... I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So 
Uh, now, and, and the question is a good question because everybody is used to that conversation. Right. Oh, hey, listen, there are pesticides in the soil. So then the plant sucks up the pesticides. We eat the plant. Boom. We get access to the pesticide. Hormones in our meat products. Mm-hmm. The, the animals take the hormones because the farmer wants more bulk, more dollar, you know. Bigger bigger cow and we eat that and then we get these hormones or other products that are are something we should be concerned about right so why wouldn't you ask that question absolutely yeah i mean i i I, again as the shopper of the house i'm always looking for range-free grass-fed all those things that organic all that stuff that you know i feel more safe with yeah um okay so no big answer there yet, but recognize it is a good question. Mm-hmm. I fear that there's not a whole lot of chatter because the current statement for cannabinoids is uh, it's considered safe. Right. Uh, so I don't know that anybody's rushing to find to to spend a lot of money in that research area just as yet. Yeah, and I don't even know if it stays in your body. I mean, does it even stay in the animal's body? Does it? Ah, good point. Or is it not? Is it moot? Is that just a silly question? Right. I just didn't know. Fair, but it it was worth asking. Right. Yep. All right. Well, let's. We we're going to talk about a four-year-old quarter horse next. So let's take a quick break, and then we're going to hear from somebody who had a good experience with CBD and her four-year-old quarter horse. So. We're going to take a break for our sponsor, and we will be right back. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
hope you are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the CBDEdShow.com. That's info at the CBDEdShow.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show here with the lovely Kimberly Rose, and we are talking currently about CBD and horses. CBD and horses. But we're moving across lots of different livestock uh, and we'll continue to do so, but we're going to finish up with a story about a four-year-old quarter horse. And we're going to bring back a conversation again published by uh, Aaron Contino, uh, again, a veterinarian with lots of letters behind her name. Uh, I mean, I can't, let me see here. I don't know, I'm counting at least 10. Letters behind (laughs) her name. And also Catherine Ellis, who also has a fairly large amount of letters behind. They're both from the Colorado State University uh, Orthopedic Research Center, Fort Collins. And they co-authored a case report report involving a single horse. Uh, Now, it's interesting because when I read this, it said the most important fact I can relay about CBD or cannabinoid to horse owners, this was the author of, an, of the, another article, is that there's only one report on its effects. And I'm about to read it to you. But it was published. As a matter of fact, it is a reference point in many of published reviews. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it'd be an interesting story to read, and I'll try to be quick about it. Uh, let's see here. They use CBD to help this owner treat a cutaneous skin, hypersensitivity, and mechanical allodynia. It's a painful sensation caused by an apparently innocuous stimuli like a light touch. What a shame. And the four-year-old quarter horse, Mayer. In this case, owner and veterinarian didn't know what inciting causes but they thought it was an insect sting that resulted in a persistent and severe hypersensitivity. All right, so eh, the mayor had four or five months. I'll kind of shorten all this up. Uh, uh, they tried lots of different things. It mostly was, and I'm sure I'll repeat this somewhere, but it mostly was down the mane and top shoulders and in the area of the withers. And so this is an area that's constantly managed and touched by the by the horse owner uh, even if you're going to put a saddle on you'll need to have an impact in these areas mm-hmm. if you're going to put a halter on or a lunge line on these you're going to be impacting these areas so this is a really big problem i would imagine yeah and the, uh from what i from reading the article it seemed like um as time went by the it became even more I mean, it wouldn't even let you come near him. Well, yeah, right. She said she had a few episodes of unprovoked, Mm -hmm. frantic bucking on the lunge line uh, with tacked up and could not tolerate wearing a blanket. Mm -hmm. It was getting to the point that the mayor's owner was concerned about her becoming dangerous even in her stall. All right. So after trying a bunch of stuff, including, you know, both... Uh, alternative and pharmaceutical. And I mean, she had stuff like vitamin E, magnesium, even went to acupuncture. Or, well, let me see. Aquapuncture with vitamin B12. Okay. All right, so, so that I don't misstate mis, uh, her. 
And so with no improvement, the owner was growing increasingly concerned and frustrated, Contino says. Additionally, diagnostics and treatment avenues were broached, but the owner, based on her personal experience with the product, ultimately elected to try CBD. Anyway, uh, they go on to talk about the whys and all the, all the physicians they talk to and uh, the Heritage Equine Clinic and their views on CBD. And, it, and it, they finally administered the dose. And let me see here. And what they did is they maintained a dose of 150 milligrams per day by mouth once daily. Within 36 hours of beginning this treatment, says Contino, the mare exhibited surprising and impressive improvements in her clinical condition. She would permit light and firm touches over her neck, withers, and shoulders, and before long be, uh, be lunged and tacked without exhibiting adverse behaviors. So okay. it not only did it, because... Uh, no, I, nothing else could work. I'm sure every... Thing, just like humans, when you have this uncontrollable pain or yeah. whatever it is, you, your anxiety just goes through the roof oh, because I'm you sure. don't know what's happening. Right. So it's calming it down and it's calming down and it fixed the, the situation, it which fixed, is awesome. Yeah, it fixed the, uh, the, it fixed the mechanism mm -hmm. of action, yeah. which was probably a big deal. I try and say that to all my customers. It's it's not a pharmaceutical. It's not going to go in and do just one thing. It's also going to go through your body and try and put out all of those things that are, are going off or, or giving you an alarm. What do we want to call them? Red, red, red. receptors. They're signaling your brain to do something, right? Yep. Um. I was I was kind of reviewing some notes while she was talking, so. Yeah, but because it sounds like the, it also calmed <laughs> the horse down enough to accept some sort of treatment and some sort of so it had to light yeah. touch. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> that's kind of one thing that's neat about I think, uh, and I'm, be, I'm bringing in a perspective of my own now, uh, is because CBD has an effect on the ECS system, and the ECS manages multiple things in your body uh, that you can have the impact of both of those happening at the same time, fixing the, 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 the mechanism as well as calming the anxiety around the issue. Mm -hmm. It's clearly, right. it's clearly such a, set this above so many other uh, solutions in my mind. But again, yeah. I'm just sharing my perspective on this. Right. <clears throat> we try to be biased here, or I'm biased here, so let's keep going. Uh, we also uh, read through uh, a bunch of studies, and to be honest, the, the count of the studies were quite, quite large. Uh, I, I'm going to say there were at least 30 well-conducted either reviews or in vivo or vitro studies, mm -hmm. and most of them around equine. Good. Now, I, I couldn't read through all of them, so I went through the most popular ones and just kind of pulled their abstracts off, and that's what I was, I was going to read through is just the abstract. So first one I'm going to read is the uh, pharmacokinetics and effects of arachidonic acid metabolism of low doses of cannabidiol, remember that's a long version for CBD, yeah. following oral administration to horses. 
Uh, let's see here. This was done in 2021. Very, very recent. The increasingly the increasing availability of CBD and anecdotal reports of its anti-inflammatory effects has garnered it much much interest in the equine, in the equine industry. So the objective of this study was to look into the pharmacology of this. Now, I'm going to go all the way down the results because uh, there's a lot of other stuff here that you can read on your own. I read you the title. Mm -hmm. Results of this study, coupled with previous reports in other species, suggest further study of CBD in horses is warranted before its uses as an anti-inflammatory can be recommended. Okay, so that was the result of that study. Mm -hmm. But if you go through it, you'll find that the intensity of the study might give a horse owner some, okay, we're on a path. Right, I yeah. might expect something soon. I think like, that's yes the or most no. encouraging part yeah. is that Or how to is. dose. Uh, when I read through this, I think that was the biggest objective is they can't figure out the dosing piece yet. Right. And even, again, uh, who... Our veterinarians is that world. I guess they're going to have to be just like doctors. Yep. We all need to figure out the ECS system and what dosing looks like for CBD. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Second uh, published review, cannabinoids and equine medicine. This is also 2021. Uh, can uh, cannabis therapy and veterinary medicine. And they use two horses. Each one of those horses was given 0.7 milligrams per kilogram. It's a fairly high dose, uh, but irregardless, it did. The abstract, let me just read through that. In recent years, interest in using cannabinoid in horses has grown substantially. There is a paucity of standardized research using cannabis and equine. However, early studies and anecdotal experience has suggested that the CBD and full-spectrum hemp products can be very useful as an anti-exotic, Anti-anxiety. Yeah. Anti Thank you. And for uh, inflammation in horses. Yeah. Initial studies have shown safety in horses receiving CBD. Products, I'm sorry. So initial studies have shown safety in horses receiving CBD products. Veterinarians and veterinarian professionals are urged to seek out proof of product analysis. I'll we'll tell you what that means. I want to see a third-party test certificate on the product. Don't buy the product unless you, again, that's another veterinarian going, this is our only place we can fight the battle at right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and it says, uh, so it's for veterinarians and veterinarian professionals are urged to seek out proof of product analysis, preferably from an independent laboratory. Uh, let's see here. So we have other titles like effects of topical treatment on cannabidiol extracts and a unique factor. Uh, it was a honey carrier uh, and it was on a second intention wound healing of an equine, uh, of an equine. And that one didn't have a whole lot of luck, but they don't know if it was that carrier. Yeah. Carrier that was causing the problem. Uh, they, I've never heard of honey as a carrier. I know, right? Yeah. Now, remember, this is a topical application, too. Right. Um, they also, uh, of course, they've done some studies on heart rate mm -hmm. with animals, and that might be the performance side of equine, wondering, hey, is this going to slow my horse's reaction time down? 
Right. All right, so I saw a bunch of those. Uh, let's see here. If, uh, well, so we know that the, the so we know that the paper published on this four-year-old quarter horse mare with the topical skin condition mm -hmm. uh, that was in here. We've already read through all that. Oh, uh, right. Effects on cambodile and and the and, and the vitro for lymphocyte pro-inflammatory cytokine production in senior horses. Arthritis in senior horses. Okay, horses. I was going to say, what does it... Okay, go ahead. Here are the highlights. I'm just going to say highlights. Uh, let's see here. Camodile can reduce inflammation in vitro in equine. Number two, the vitro equine peripheral blood mononuclear cells can be affected by cannabidiol. And finally, cannabidiol can reduce equine cytokine production in vitro. Okay, so if you're an owner and you have an elderly horse and mm -hmm. he's exhibiting arthritis and, and all of those symptoms, and you ask your veterinarian and he says, oh, absolutely not, we don't know enough about CBD or yada, 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 do you ask him to please look into it further? Do you find another veterinarian? What do you, like, as a ho horse owner that you really want to try something natural? Right. Here, wait a minute. So that question has an odd answer. But here's your answer. In some states, the association regulating veterinarians has said you may discuss this with your patient, mm -hmm. but you still are not just prescribing it. Right. And in some states, they said, no, we are not ready yet. Absolutely not. Now, so the, when you ask that question, in some particular situations, you may be asking the veterinarian put their, their license on the line. Right. Now, that throws a twist in your question. Yeah, because I, some I just, may not be willing to do that, and I have talked to them, and they are dead set against right. putting their license at risk, and they will. They haven't even considered it, and they won't do any studying on it. They'll just literally. They have just told me, "I'm not willing to lose my license. I know nothing about it." What about? Okay. Well, we had that vet on. Where was he from? Or like Oregon or California? He was in, no, he was. Yeah, he was in Oregon. Okay. Yeah. He was in Oregon and 100% behind it. What? Yes. Yeah. But again, can talk about it. Right. They suggest it, uh, and I'll move off this fairly quick. They suggested it because they, there was just too much evidence and too many successful cases that they studied, and they needed more data. They needed more, so they opened the door for the veterinarians to start discussing. They, you guys, you need to know more what your clients out there doing with their animals. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I thought that made complete sense. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move off of studies. Let's see. We we had a few more in here. Uh, let's see. More oral effects of treadmill exercise, so they could check on heart rate. Yeah. Cellular distribution of cannabinoids, stuff like that. Uh, okay, so let's move off of studies. Let's go to livestock. And I know we didn't talk about a lot of livestock, but this might be why we didn't talk a lot about livestock. So I found a paper 
uh, called Guidelines on Hemp and Animal Food. And it had an original release date, March 5th, 2017, and then an updated uh, date of July 16th, 2020. So this paper, uh, uh, by the way, this, this AAFCO uh, is an organization that sets the guidelines for what goes in pet food. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and let me tell you who they are too, first. Um, let me read this on the, the, the bottom of the letter. Okay. So the, who is the AAFCO? They are the Association of American Feed Control Officials. Okay. All right. <laughs> And it's a nonprofit organization who, whose members are government agencies representing U.S. states. Also, the Food and Drug Administration and the Center for Veterinarian Medicine, as well as the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. So the AAFCO works cooperatively with industry and consumers to recognize animal feed ingredients with the following outcomes very closely and clearly focused on. And that is all the things that go in to the food are in compliance with current FDA guidelines. Right, right. Well, that all makes right. sense. All right. So here's what they, here's a current, here's a current position on hemp. Okay, because hemp is no longer considered a Schedule One drug, interest in industrial hemp products and production is rapidly increasing in the United States. We already knew that. Mm -hmm. In 2015, the AAFCO asked the hemp industry to come forward and present information for the scientific review to establish definitions for animal foods made from the industrial hemp plant. It goes on to say, we expected information on hemp seed oil, hemp seed meal, and whole hemp seed. Although there are private companies and organizations working on applications to date, industry has not submitted any data showing that ingredients derived from hemp plant are safe and useful in animal food. The AAFCO encourages industry to submit their data Promptly. And again, this was updated July 16th, 2020. So they're asking the hemp industry to conduct their own studies and, and, and submit, them and to them. submit right. the results. And, and, today, and to date, they're suggesting, uh, to date of this uh, update, which is July 16th, 2020, they have not received that. All right. So as of then, July 2020, hemp and hemp products may not be used in animal feed or pet food in the United States. Okay. It says 2018 Farm Bill did not grant the right to use hemp and hemp products in food for humans or animals. The FDA has regulatory authority over food products in both of these areas. Would they would they accept the hemp industries? Oh uh, well, I, let's first let's just first talk about livestock in general. Okay. So the reason we don't have a whole lot of information on livestock 
is because most big, big businesses who are doing livestock can't go anywhere. Can't do anything about this. Right, because the, because I guess the hemp industry yeah. has not done all of the testing. Well, uh, again, so let's just stay unbiased. Oh, so I know. They don't have an opportunity to right now. Right. So they're just doing, they're just going on as they have been. Now, are people using it? I believe they are, and I think I, I definitely have heard they are. Uh, inflammation, uh, reducing anxiety so the meat's not so tight, you know, stuff like that, easier to handle. Uh, I have heard, but it is not allowed to be in a food supplement, right? and not allowed to be in uh, the pet food. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's the, it's, it's in pellets. Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 no. So that, and, and, and there was a few things in there that FDA had sent out warning letters yeah. uh, to a few manufacturers of pet foods. Uh, anyway, but let's just move on to our, uh, what, do we, what do we call that? Uh, drama <coughs> of minute, the week. A minute of drama. <laughs> let's have fun with this minute of drama. So, yes, we gave you a unbiased delivery of the current facts. Now let's move into a, what the hell? Right. Shit show. I always say that. All right. So I, I can't help but say that this updated July 16, 2020, guideline, final ruling of the AAFCO that went out to all the organizations that, you know, produce our livestock, that, no, we can't use any. And then they go to the reason for it is uh, FDA has already created a pharmaceutical with CBD, so you can't call it a supplement. And we had asked the industry to supply us a, in 2015 to supply us with some facts that this is okay. <laughs> and we've not received any to date. And so let's see, this is 2020. So that being, you know, five years. In five years, they've not received anything. Now, when I go look, uh, I, I find two things. I find that uh, the FDA uh, is not accepting any data from the hemp industry. Right, that's they're, what they're I... They're declining it. I'm like, and when I look at the scientific community, which I would think anybody in their right mind would rather have scientific data from a... from a... a uh, you know, somebody that's not involved in the industry. Oh, an unbiased. An unbiased, right? <laughs> As a matter of fact, they have Study. to cite this on all published papers. I have no interest in this industry, right. right? So you would think that that's where they want to get their information from. And by the way, there are literally hundreds of thousands of published papers. Uh, I'm sorry, and let's just move into the, <clears throat> the ones that state, state exactly what they had asked for, which was, uh, I'm just citing it. Uh, let me see. We expected information. Let me see here. Uh, scientific reviews, definition of animal foods, industry, we expected. Uh, well, let's just say they just wanted to know, is everything coming from the hemp plant safe and useful in, in animal food? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, we just read a bunch of peer-reviewed accepted studies that already suggested that. I'm telling so you. So I'm, I'm not sure what's holding it back, but even... The community that is as large as it is that's dealing with animals is very aware that this system is being held. 
It's just the whole the whole thing is just still <laughs> like this tiny little plant that oh, now we know <laughs> has medical benefits. All right. We got and is beneficial <laughs> to the All world. Right. Okay, well, we ran out of time because, you know, I think sometimes uh, a minute of drama can be a little bit more than a minute. Anyway, so this is a wrap for today's episode. I hope we served you well uh, and given you an unbiased view of what's going on out there around CBD. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we are going to have a show about CBD while you're using some of the vi common vitamins that are out there. Mm -hmm. I know we've gotten lots of questions about that. So we're going to do some research for you and present that for you next Friday. Okay. Until then, everybody have a good week. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Working towards a better life. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.